You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Sidney Johnson, Bob Usler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. As we welcome you back to Open Court with Sidney Johnson, Joe DeSantis, and I'm Bob Usler. And uh, this week we're going to be joined by a special guest, actually uh, special and very familiar to Fairfield fans. Assistant coach Mitch Bonagero is with us as part of this podcast. We will look back at last week's games for the Stags against Oakland and against Old Dominion. And we'll also get a preview on Boston College. And that's one of the reasons we want to bring in Mitch. He is a former Boston College player a former Boston College assistant, and as a Fairfield head coach, has also matched up in the past against the Eagles. But first, Coach, let's get into uh, last week's games against Oakland and Old Dominion. Those games uh, were situations where both were, you know, you would call them winnable games. What were the things that you learned about your team coming out of both those contests? Well, I, I know that we're competing. I, you know, I think those were certainly winnable games, but, but tough games. Mm-hmm. All right? Make no mistake. I mean, they're uh, very good programs. But um, we, man, I, I just think we're playing much better basketball. You know, I mean, and I, you know, I can show it to the guys and, and they see it, whether it's loose balls, it's rebounds. Um, you know, you look at the numbers, you know, uh, first seven games, we were minus 10 in terms of the rebounding margin. Last three games include Army. You look at Oakland, you look at Old Dominion, physical teams, and we're plus one. With the same roster, um, we're still waiting on Omar, who's very, very close. We're really excited about that, and Matia's been in and out. Um, but, you know, whether it's rebounding, whether it's taking care of the ball, whether it's defending the three-point line much better, um, you know, it, it's it's really interesting because we haven't been rewarded, but these guys are, are playing with their guts their heart, their soul, um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's the run uh, here or there that it, it kind of eludes us to get us over the top. Staying with Oakland for a second, the one thing that I believe was maybe your money quote coming out of that game, we need a closer yeah. right now. As the season progresses, who will be the candidates in your mind to be that person? Well, I, you know, I, I certainly was reacting in, in the moment, you know, and I, you know, uh, Felix had an opportunity. Well, Neftali first had an opportunity. He would initiate it and he had a couple uh, um, looks and he made the right decision. He didn't force a layup. There was a small window there. He kicked it. And then, um, Felix had an opportunity to make a floater to, to, you know, win the game. And so I was reacting in that moment. You know, we just, you know, there's been some opportunities here or there that it just hasn't come through. Uh, Itis out in Seattle had a corner three to knock down. He had a few free throws um, to, to tie the game and send it in overtime. We've just, it's eluded us. And I think, you know, working through the year, to be perfectly blunt, it may be by committee, but you can look at a Neftali. You can look at a Landon you can see that there are guys that will grow into that role. Um, and uh, it, it, it'll come, but it's it's not there right now. I mean, that's, that's to be honest. Old Dominion. And again, uh, circling back to what I said about both those games being winnable games, I certainly do want to acknowledge, absolutely, those are two good teams, Oakland and ODU, that you matched up against. And ODU, on the road, you had a lead there at the half. And your take coming out of that game, one of your takes was, 
if we had just executed a little better down the stretch of that game, which is what you need to do to beat a quality team on the road. That goes without saying. Yeah, and it, it's a game of runs. I mean, you know, Joe, Joe's been around it. Mitch has been around it. You've caught a, a million games. I mean, it, it's a game of runs, and it's the run that we're missing that, you know, somebody has a stronger run, uh, a more timely run than us. We felt like we outplayed Old Dominion at the end of the first half, and that's what got us to lead. Going into the last six minutes against Old Dominion, um, we had five turnovers for the ball game. We had four um, in that six-minute stretch, and that really hurt us. So we had empty possessions. They came down, scored. I mean, that was it was right there for us. Um, those are the things that we're really, really intent on um, helping these guys learn from. Um, and I'll just say, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Joe jump in, but I remember talking to you guys about a possession we had here at home where I was screaming out to him. I think it was against Long Island. I, I remarked about it with you guys, and I said I told him, you know, last shot, last shot, last shot. Well, and we took this shot with eight seconds to go and gave the other team an opportunity to, to score. Well, against Old Dominion, I'm screaming out, last shot, last shot, and don't you know it? We got the last, the last, last shot. Um, Taj got an open look. He didn't knock it down. But the point is, like, this growth and this learning, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's painful, the end of result. But these guys, we can point to a million things and say, and see we're getting better. Um, and ultimately, I think it's going to reward this group. Well, Coach, I, um, I'm going to combine both games with my comment. I thought that last shot against Oakland was great. Felix did the right thing. You know, you come down, you make the, the huge comeback against a pretty good team. That was very impressive. You make your stops, you're coming down, you call a timeout, which is great with a young team. Maybe with a more veteran team, you don't call a timeout. You tell them exactly what you want. Uh, Alvarez gets into the lane, makes the kick one more. Now it's in Felix's hand, and I said this on our broadcast, I thought Felix was going to panic, if you will, and shoot a 30-footer. He had the wherewithal, the shot fake, drive it. Now, I don't know about the left-hand floater. You guys know better than me, but he got into the lane and took the pull-up. That was good. So now, speaking of him, he now has established himself, Felix, coming off the bench as a three-point threat, three threes against Old Dominion. So I guess I'll make an observation confirming what you said. Felix, great move against Oakland, didn't panic. And my question is, are you starting to see the roles now develop even more definitively as you go on? You know, I, I compared, uh, you know, you have these conversations with your coaching staff. I compared Felix, probably not fair to him, to Tyler. Because Tyler, um, the one thing he could do when he was a freshman was catch and shoot that basketball. And he did it um, at an all-time high. He, you know, he made the most threes of any freshman who's played here. Um, and, and I see Felix in that way. Um, but I do think that uh, there's some other competition. I think that we're a little bit further along as a program, so he's not going to walk in and, and get you know, 25, 30 minutes off the top. But he's really good, and I know that he can shoot the ball. He averaged close to 20 points a game as an amateur last year. Um, he's a confident kid. I think he's getting, I said in my initial remarks, he's getting used to Division One basketball, but he's certainly going to be in the mix this season and moving forward. He has a bright future, and uh, you're spot on. You know, he had some poise there. He actually shoots that lefty floater in practice. Good. I'm, so, I'm yeah, glad to hear that. It, yeah, I'm, I'm I, glad. I, I knew you would appreciate that. Um, so, you know, and it, it just rolled out. And if it rolled in, you know, there'd just be a, a little bit different feeling. 
but we're not going to lose the, the, the good things that they're doing uh, inside the game. You know, it's funny. I, I'm going to I, I hope I'm allowed to do this. I'm going to put on my coach's hat. And for our listeners, you know, when you have a chance to, to win the game, um, especially when the game is tied, but you want to get a good quick one. Okay, if not, the ideal situation is to shoot the ball with enough time so you can get a tip in because most games that are one are one on, one on second shots. But in that situation, you guys, I thought, made an extra pass, an extra pass. And Lametti, again, I'm repeating myself. I just uh, kudos to him and to you guys. You, you did the right thing. It just did not fall. Uh, the the one, and I, I don't want you're you're nailing it, Joe. And the one thing I would say is they did the right thing in game nine, and maybe in well, not maybe game three they weren't doing necessarily the right thing. Game four right. they went, but uh, they're of closer yeah. and closer and closer. And now <laughs> we're doing the right thing, and I'm just. Hoping that we can, you know, convert and execute the play, whether it's game 11, 12, 13, and then you, you'll 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 look at it a little differently. The 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 proverbial you. I mean, I I we feel good about it. Um, we just you know we haven't been rewarded say necessarily with the learning that we're doing. Well, game 11 is against Boston College this Sunday at uh, Chestnut Hill, and uh, as I mentioned, we wanted to bring in uh, assistant coach Mitch Bonagero because. Uh, Coach, uh, the Stags are matching up against your form, your alma mater, and uh, you have coached for them and against them. What is it like for somebody in your position to go back to a place like Boston College in a situation now where you're coaching against them? What kind of emotions uh, run through you when you're in that situation, which you've gone through before, but take us down that road. What is it like? Well, first off, BC gave me a great opportunity. I had a, a, a tremendous experience there. They took care of me. I mean, I got my graduate degree there for free. I was able to coach there under Tom Davis, who was a, a very good coach for two years. That's really how I got my start in coaching. I was a grad assistant there back then. You could work on your master's degree and work in the basketball program. So that's how I started. And really, coming from New York City, you know, and, and going to Boston College was a big deal. I, mean, I was the first in my family to go to college. So it, it was a big deal. I got a great education. More importantly, the, the people there took care of me. They were re I met some really nice people. They're still friends of the program. When I go up there, I, I talk to them and say hello to them. But the school has changed like Fairfield. When I go back on the campus, you know, obviously the football program, the ACC, the basketball program, I'm happy for Jimmy Christian. He's doing a really good job. They're a good team. He's, he's recruited some really good players. So <clears throat> that makes me, you know, happy, and it's an excitement for me to go back and coach in a game like that. You're part of um, history when it comes to uh, Boston College in a game that Fairfield was involved in, and I can bring Joe in to this as well. Uh, Fairfield played against Boston College in the last game that was ever played in Roberts Center. So the last game of Roberts Center, and then they, that was in 1988, and then later that year they opened Conti Forum where they are now. Well, you coach for Fairfield, uh, for the Stags, against Boston College in the final game ever played in, in Roberts Center. What are your memories of that game? Well, the first thing I remember was coaching against Jimmy O'Brien, who, you know, I really, Jimmy O'Brien recruited me personally to go to BC. And he was from Brooklyn. He went to St. Francis Prep. And he was one of the great players to ever play there, played for Bob Cousy. So a big reason why I went to BC was because of Jimmy O'Brien. And actually, we played them, yeah, not only that year, but we played them my first year 
in our second year, we played him in New Haven Coliseum. Jimmy was nice enough to play there, you know, and then we went back and played it. But that was a memorable game. I still have a – they gave all the coaches, they gave me a commemorative, um, like, little plaque that I have, you know, with a picture with the, with the game and the score. Another ironic story about that, John Phelan, um, who I'm living with now, you know, here in, in Southport, Connecticut, was on that team and had not played a minute all year. And I put him in the game at the end of the game, and he had two free throws. And he bricked both of them. <laughs> I still to this day, I still to this day kid him about it. But you're right, everything comes back. You know, Robert Center was where I played. And the one thing about Robert Center, they, they had some great players playing that building. You know, BC had Terry Driscoll and O'Brien. And well, that's where I can players. bring in Joe because you're talking about a game and an era. Well, when you coached against them for Fairfield, that was 1988. Mid-1970s, uh, Joe DeSantis' teams matched up against uh, BC. Every year you were here at Fairfield, and I did a little research. You were 3-1. and one. The Stags were against Boston College <laughs> in the uh, Joe DeSantis era. What, what memories do you have of those games? Well, I, I have a ton of memories. First of all, they recruited me very hard, Bob Zeffalato, Drayton Miller, and the crew. Um, I was also recruited by Holy Cross. I didn't go to Holy Cross because I thought that was another planet coming from the Bronx. <laughs> Actually, it was a hard adjustment coming up the Merritt Parkway to Fairfield County and driving by some of the farms back then. Anyway, Boston, forget about dealing with all the Red Sox fans. and There's no <laughs> way I was going to uh, Boston. But, um, you know, most good players, you know, it's funny. People talk about going on the road and playing in front of big crowds. Most good players want that. Yeah. They don't want to go on the road and play in front of nobody. But when you went up to Roberts Center, especially with Tom Davis, because he was a fanatic about pressing, yeah. you thought you were playing against 150 guys because they were on the court. But I remember, Mitch, my freshman year, uh, you guys had the good team with Carrington and, help me, Will Collins and Ernie Cobb was a freshman like me. And I think they were nationally ranked preseason. Yeah. We went up there and my roommate and best friend, Mark Young, who um, in my estimation was the best player ever to play here because he was 6'10 and built like a you-know-what. If he was playing now, he'd be in the NBA for 15 years. Tapped it, and he was from Newton, Mass. So he goes up to BC. It was one of the first games. And remember, there was no, there was no Big East. There was no conference. It was the ECAC New England, the Yukons, the Boston Colleges, the Holy Cross. Those were our arch rivals. But Mark tapped in the shot to win the game. I'm not saying at the buzzer, but um, – it was near the end, and we won the game. And then fast forward, before my senior year, I toured Yugoslavia with a group of Eastern All-Stars, uh, and Tom Davis was a coach. So I got to be friendly with him and his little son, uh, Kino. Kino, who's now a coach, yeah. was, was on a trip with his wife. And um, they happened to play, come to our place, Alumni Hall, last game, as a senior, and, and back then when, you know, we played alumni, it was packed, so my fondest memory of all time as a Fairfield player was playing that last game when we beat BC, because they had beaten us the year before when we were 22-5. and five. So mm. a lot of good memories from high school being recruited to the last game that uh, I played for Fairfield. That was a 93-81 Fairfield win over BC, that game you're talking about, and Coach Johnson, uh, one of your good memories as a Fairfield head coach is a win against Boston College. That was in December of, uh, was it 2015 at the uh, Mohegan Sun. Um, you beat BC that night. Now, 
they were, they're an ACC school now, so that yeah. ranked as the first Fairfield win over ever an ACC opponent. So uh, you have a good memory of your most recent matchup against Boston College. Bring us uh, forward three years now. How did this latest series come about? Well, um, I know that, uh, well, Coach Mitch has a lot to do with our scheduling because he, he does it all. Um, and then uh, when Paul Schlickman came aboard, um, he's he's kind of tag-teamed us with uh, trying to schedule some games that, you know, kind of stick out regionally. And, uh, you know, so Boston College being a Jesuit school, Fairfield as well, um, it made sense. So we'll go there. They'll come here next year. And then we'll do a, uh, a guarantee, like a two-for-one. So we'll do another one in a, in a year's, uh, I guess, a three-year series. So we'll have that to look forward to. But, um, yeah, you know, the last time we faced off, I, I mean, I'm very proud of that moment. You know, uh, like you said, you know, the only uh, win against an ACC team in school history. It was on national TV. Doug Gottlieb did the game. Um, he's, a, he's a friend of mine and is uh, friendly with a number of my teammates back from Princeton. Uh, Amadou played well. Jerry and Curtis, when they were here, they shot the ball really well. And then I'm, I was thinking about um, what Joe was saying about Mark. Well, Tyler had a standout game, right. you know, Remember and, that, uh, yep. you know, Massachusetts kid, you know, from the suburbs. His whole family was at the game, national TV, to knock off uh, Boston College. His sister went to Boston College and was a, a manager for the uh, men's basketball team. So he's got some bragging rights. I know he'll be cheering hard for us uh, come this weekend. Uh, good time for the Stags all the way around. Yeah, just for the record, that was 2016, not 2015. And uh, Mitch, uh, you handle recruiting. You also do a lot of the scouting. Now, uh, that team you beat, Sydney, that Boston College team, had uh, Kai Bowman on it. Yeah. I think he had 33 in yeah, that he was, game. He was tremendous. And they had Jerome Robinson as well. And he's not there anymore. He left early for the NBA. He's now, I think, with the G League team uh, with the Clippers. Which leads me, Mitch, to why don't you give us an idea of, we just mentioned Bowman, what are the Stags up against on Sunday when they travel to play Boston College? Well, he's one of the, he's considered a, a, a first team also ACC player, so he's one of the top guards in the country. He's literally a guy that can put 30 points a game on you. I mean, he's had in his career, I think, seven 30-point games, five in the ACC. So he's a tremendous down-the-hill player. You know, the, the, the way they run their offense, they run a million ball screens. So we got to be very good, you know, trying to contain them, staying in front of them. But they have a terrific freshman, a kid named Winston Tabs. I mean, he's got to be one of the top freshman recruits in the ACC. He's averaging 15 a game, can shoot the ball, very athletic. Um, and then that's the other kid that's really improved is a kid we played against who didn't do much against us, Chapman, from the transfer from uh, Brigham Young. He's a much older kid. And he can really shoot the ball. You know, he's um, they run a lot of plays for him. They're challenged inside. I don't think they're they're big guys, with the exception of one kid, a kid named Popovich. Is, uh, he can score a little bit, but there are other big guys. The other big kid doesn't score. Reyes, but they do have a two good freshmen coming off the bench: Jarris Hamilton and uh, Chris Heron. And coach. Um as you get your team ready, what are your challenges to uh, have them in the uh, right? mental uh, state of mind because a lot of this is you know that positive approach you can win this kind of a game at boston college make them you know believe in themselves during the weeks in which things get busy for you i mean you've been yeah. doing a lot of traveling 
Um, they have exams this week. It's that tricky time of year. This is a tough time of the year to be playing a challenging game like this, isn't it? Yeah, it, it very much is. You know, we're going in the exams and all, all that good stuff. But so everybody else has the same challenges yep. as, mm-hmm. as we do. You know, one thing I can tell you, you know, um, and listeners from last week's podcast, we have really good leadership. I mean, Jonathan Casababa was, is, is off the charts. And um, I, I don't know if it'll surprise people or not. Our guys, um, our guys are really, really hungry. Um, they're very, very close. They want to be coached hard. Um, they want to get better. So we've we've been practicing at a high clip for about a month now. You know, and have I jumped on them and and, and turned it up a bit at times when it's needed? Without question. But the response that I get from these guys. Listen, you know, we, we were disappointed with Oakland, you know, and that we, like, as Joe talked about, you know, we missed the last second shot. We went down to Old Dominion. I thought we played great. I thought we had great, great basketball. And, and like I said, there are a couple of runs that, that got away from us. But um, these guys are giving me a lot. Today's practice was really good. I'm leaning a lot on John and our coaching staff. Um, the positivity and the, and the work ethic is high right now. Um, we just got to make it great every day and, and try to learn as we go. And, and like I said, we've done that. So um, I, I'm hoping and praying as we work hard this week that we'll be in great form against Boston College. You know what, Bob? Again, I, I have a, one more comment for Mitch regarding Boston College, but I, I want to piggyback that. And this is not blowing smoke, but when I was a college coach and a recruiter, it was important to go watch kids practice. Because when the lights came on, it's easy to get your game up, you know, to play well, to play hard. I think you learn a lot about kids when they, you watch them practice. Again, I really believe with all the practices, they're going to get better. How, how their coaches are. You don't want a kid that you're going to have to teach A to Z. Here's my point. I've been to a lot of these guys' practices. They practice hard. They practice together. They like each other, and they like the coaching staff. That's huge. So you cheer, it's easy to cheer for a team like that. Despite what the record is now, you hope they get better. I guess you could say I'm a homer, I'm a fearful kid, but I wouldn't say that if I meant it. Now to Mitch. You, you mentioned one guy, but I, our crack um, information crew, research crew, they have two very good juniors, but they're freshmen – and one's a sophomore, Chris Heron Jr. Yeah. and Vinny Baker Jr. Yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty cool yeah. when I saw that. Uh, Chris Heron, I was actually in his home for Pitt, okay, and um, Leo Papil was his AU coach. We did a good job, but we couldn't out-recruit BC. How, how good is he going to be? And Vinny Baker's more of a project, Vinny Baker Jr.? Yeah, I think Chris Heron is, is a really, really has really gotten better since high school. I think he's... Like the Providence game the other night, he came in the game, turned the whole game around. He made three threes right in a row. Wow. And they were down 11. So he's a, he's a great shooter, and he has instincts. You know, you watch him play, he knows how to, how to play. So I think, I think they like him. I think Vinnie Baker now is a sophomore, and his development, I, I, I think they're playing Heron ahead of him because I think Heron just fits their style better. You know, Baker's more of a just a catch and shoot. I think Heron can do something off the dribble. Um, but that is interesting, Joe, because both those kids with fathers that were great players in New England, you know, both being on the same team. But I think, I think the Heron kid is going to be a key factor this year. And from a Fairfield standpoint, Coach, and we'll wrap it up with this, if there are one or two things that your team has to do particularly well 
on Sunday to pull off an upset of Boston College, what would those things be? Maximize our possessions. We're, we're rebounding the ball much. So we have to hold on to what we've already been doing and improved well. We're, we're rebounding much better. Uh, free throw percentage as a team, three-point percentage as a team, those are strong. We're plus seven assisted turnovers. Um, compared to last year at this time, I think is really good. You got a freshman and a sophomore. In the backcourt, Taj is really taking care of the ball well. Um, so we have to hold on to those things. And then, okay, so what we're zeroing in now is we've had wasted possessions. What I mean by that, we'll make a play call and we won't exactly execute it the way we've done 10 out of 10 times in our gym. That's a, that's a younger team that has to understand it's got to happen when the lights are bright, you know, and um, even if they're taking away one or two options, We've got to execute it all the way through. So we're really zeroing in on not wasting offensive possessions um, and making sure that our, our defense is, is sound. But the wasted possessions, that's something that we've been talking about a bit, um, you know, at length for the last, you know, week or two. Well, good luck uh, in that regard, Coach. I know you uh, really treasure these Jesuit matchups. So uh, best of luck pulling off that upset against Boston College on Sunday and uh, Mitch I'm sure you'll enjoy a trip down memory lane and heading back to Chestnut Hill Massachusetts uh, hoping to pull off a win here in the, the red and white thanks for your time today and Joe as always a pleasure we'll see you again next week you've been listening to Open Court with Sidney Johnson Joe DeSantis Bob Huesler is my name and again thanks to Mitch Bonagero for joining us this week next week we'll recap Fairfield's game at BC and we'll preview the Stags final non-conference game which will be coming coming up the following weekend against New Hampshire thanks for listening to Open Court the Open Court podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics for future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.